Yo, what is up? This is Straight the Clipper, and of course, this is Bring the Noise podcast coming at you this week. Hope everybody's doing good, feeling good. Yo, spring is on the way. It ain't here yet, but it's almost here, you know what I'm saying? And that's good. <laughs> anyway, this week, y'all, I got a, I got a fucking gem for you this week. And uh, here's the thing. The name of this album is titled Heavy Rhyme Experience, Volume 1, from the group The Brand New Heavies. So, The Brand New Heavies is actually an acid jazz funk band. It was formed in the 80s. They were known for their string of hits in the 1990s with uh, India Davenport as their lead vocalist. The main members are Simon Bartholomew, Andrew Levy, um, that's like, that's your guitar, that's your bass guitar. And there's been tons of members in this group throughout the years. Um, I'm not going to go through everyone, but during, on this album, definitely Simon, Andrew, uh, India Davenport is not actually on the album for some reason, but here's the thing. You might be saying, you straight. This is a jazz and acid jazz funk band. So why are we doing this on a hip hop podcast? Well, here's the thing. At, this is their sophomore album, all right? So this uh, album was released in 1992, okay? And it was released August 3rd, 1992. But this is what makes this album so dope. So apparently after the Brand New Heavies had done uh, a live show with MC Search from Third Base and Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest, it got them thinking on what they wanted to do for their second album, and they liked this collaboration between these hip-hop artists that they decided on their second album that they were going to make it a whole collaboration album with a bunch of MCs. They were going to do the live instruments and have these MCs rap over their beats, something that hadn't really been done before okay yeah sure we've had rock rap to a degree you know public enemy with anthrax and stuff like that but not quite like with a jam funk band and having the hip-hop over it with live instruments maybe a couple singles here and there but not like a full album and here's why i picked this album not only is it a gem not only is it funky and i love that funk but it's the live instruments you know this is before the roots so this is like to me some of the first time an album like this had ever been made. And I love the MCs that they have featured on this album. It's like, at the time, a lot of these MCs, some of them were very well, definitely in their lane known, but they didn't target like super, I guess, I mean, they were well known, but more almost like, and not underground either, but uh, MCs that hadn't had a time to shine yet. Um, or maybe we're just coming into their own type of thing. And that's, that's what I really like about this. I'm not going to name them all off right now. We're just going to do this song by song and I'll tell you who it is and who's on it. And yeah, kind of thing, shit like that. Now I'm going to be honest with you. You're going to hear me say the word funky probably like a hundred times. So 
you know, make that a drinking game if you got to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, nonetheless, man, this album uh, is, it's, man, it's a gem, and it doesn't get talked about enough, I feel like, you know? And maybe it's because, you know, Brand New Heavy's never ended up doing a Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume 2. So even though this says Volume 1, we never got a Volume 2, and it, it's kind of a shame because, man, this album is the epitome of just, I mean, you got live music, you got some of the best MCs going over these live instrumentals, and it's dope, man. I think it's, I, I wish we would have got a second one. I kind of wish more stuff like this, and it's obviously a lot, lot, I would say this has been done a lot more since this album. Obviously, there's tons of groups out there that use live instruments, whether it's a jazz band or whatever the case, but this is like, to me, the first um, real, you know, full album of just a collaboration, a compilation of MCs, but technically it's uh, the second album from Brand New Heavies, the acid funk uh, band from, uh, I believe they're British, but uh, so, oh, they're from West London, okay, so either way, over in that area, you know what I mean. Um, but let's, let's just get into this bad boy because I am excited to show you guys this album. I was unaware of this album for years. There's a song that I had heard before, but I didn't realize it was, you know, I just never really looked into the brand new heavies before until I kind of heard a few more songs and Guru's Jazzmatazz had India Davenport on it and it made me kind of search her out find out she was the lead vocalist of this uh, album, or I mean of the of the group. Unfortunately, she's not on this album, which kind of sucks because she's, you know, the band is dope, but Ndia Davenport and her vocals, that's what made the band complete. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, let's get into it. You know what it is. Heavy Rhyme Experience. So number one is a song called Bonafide Funk, and this has got main source, okay? Now look, you know, it's kind of funny because whether we were talking about Don't Sweat the Technique or um, even Big Daddy Kane's Looks Like a Job For and especially Wanted Dead or Alive from Cool G Rap and DJ Polo, I feel like we've been discussing Large Professor a lot lately, you know, whether it was him rapping or producing. Well, main source is the group Large Professor K-Cut and Sir Scratch, all right? At least their first album is. And it looked like at the beginning of the 90s that Main Source might have potentially been running the 90s. They were, their first album, Breaking Adams, is an absolute classic, a smash. Large Professor, as we've already talked about, is an amazing producer, and he's a hella good fucking rapper too. So let me tell you, Pairing the brand new heavies with main source was like, it's, I, I guarantee you the brand new heavies when they were sitting around, they're like, well, all right, one thing's for sure. We got to do a song with main source. All right. And the song's called bonafide funks, you know? So, I mean, it's funky comes in and large professor just starts rapping, just starts going. And this, this is definitely one of the best songs. This is a reason why they put it at number one. I feel like there's a music video for this song too. So that's pretty tight. There's a little bit of a remix, but uh, nonetheless, you can tell it just sounds like a jam band just jamming and Large Professor just spitting. And 
The thing I like about this song is on the rest of the album, nobody really shouts out any of the members of Brand New Heavies. They might make it known that they're rolling with the Brand New Heavies, but what I like on this song is Large Professor will be rapping, and he'll be like, he'll name Simon, and it'll be like, has Simon plucks on the strings, you know, and then it'll show, like, in the music video, like, uh, the guitarist, Simon, like, you know, playing the guitar, and... Yeah, I, I like that he shouts out the members of, you know, and then he'll say, like, Andrew on the bass, and it'll show the dude, you know, playing the bass, and there's a part in the song where it breaks down, and he talks, you know, Large Professor would always talk about his DJ, so he's talking about K-Cut, and he's like, right about now, K-Cut and, An- and uh, Simon are going to show you how they get down. So then while Simon's kind of just doing a little funky guitar riff, K-Cut is scratching on the turntables. And then he comes back in and he goes, but I can't forget about the other DJ that scratches, Sir Scratches, uh, cuts like his hands were uh, hatchets. And now him and Andrew are going to show you how the, how they get down. So then Andrew's plucking on the bass and Sir Scratch is cutting it up. And the hook to this song is real simple. It's just people yelling at a girl going, Brand new heavies, brand new heavies, the main source, main source. And it breaks down, dude, this song is funky, and it's just, man. Again, you got Large Professor rapping on this one, and main source was, like, at the top of their game at this point in time. Come on now. But even though main source was at the top of their game, uh, they were still pretty, you know, young in their success, and Large Professor was still making a name for himself. He was really bubbling. And again, a lot of the MCs on this album were on that bubbling stage. And that's what I think is cool. I think they, I honestly do believe they went and found the the best crop of MCs for this album. And starting it off with Bonafide Funk from Main Source and the brand new heavies was absolutely amazing. Anyway, let's play that clip. Number one. Bonafide Funk featuring Main Source from the brand new Heavies off the album Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume 1 1992. You know what we gonna do. We gonna hit it. Main Source forever. Who's gotta get more clever? Whatever. Just have your shit together. Cause it's 91, which means not a thing. Cause for centuries we'll make crews sing. No matter what record label, we stay stable. Pick up the album. We're never on cable. Crews cross over, but not Main Source. I'll use Simon's guitar strings to floors. Brand new heavy. Play the shit that and we are back, and I told you, it starts off funky. This album is funky, but it is a funk band. So, I mean, it's it's to me, it's the perfect combination. Uh, and I, once again, before I get too far into it, because I've been forgetting lately, and I'm sorry, yo, this is a short album, okay? There's 10 tracks, and it's about 35 minutes long, 35, 20, 35 minutes, 27 seconds. So it's short. But I'm telling you right now, every song on this album is fire. When we get to the three, I have to pick take off. It's I'm not gonna lie, I racked my brain, and who knows, I still might change it by the time we're at the end of this album. But nonetheless, ten tracks, uh, very short, but it is packed full of some funk, and it's again, it's just dope. You started off main source. Come on now, so you might be asking yourself. Well, man, you started off with Main Source. Where are we going to go from there? Ladies and gentlemen, what was my first episode of this entire 
show. It was about Gangstar, right? Step in the Arena, 91. Well, guess what? Number two is a song called It's Getting Hectic featuring Gangstar. And man, dude, the bass line, the, the, the funk on this one is even more funky than Bonafide Funk. And let me tell you, man, I, I mean, DJ Premier's beats go with Guru so good. But man, Guru rolls over these, the, the brand new heavies jam, like they were a match made in heaven. I honestly wonder if this was the song that made him want to make Jazzmatazz, made him want to, because uh, the next year is when Guru released a solo album titled Jazzmatazz with a lot of jazz legends, a lot of funk legends, again, even had India Davenport on a song from the brand new heavies. And I think it all started here. Gangstar was still pretty new there, fresh off step in the arena. You know, they had their uh, third album coming, Daily Operation. So, you know, Gangstar was bubbling. They were definitely big, but Gangstar was always a little underground anyway, kind of like Main Source. And It's Getting Hectic is honestly one of their one of their best songs out of their whole catalog. I love this song, man. And Guru just, man, he rolls so good over this funky ass shit and again like on this song he's just he's just rapping uh like gangstar like guru does uh and the hook is just him going like it's getting hectic it's getting crazy it's getting hectic it's getting wild and while that's going on they have like a it's not i i almost said horn loop but it's not a horn loop this is live instruments so it's someone playing uh whether it's the trumpet or saxophone whatever and they just have the horn going like din while Guru's going like it's getting hectic. And I mean like the bass is the the bass guitar is just a roll and the shit is funky. And man, I mean, dude, what more can I say? You put brand new heavies and gangstar together. That's a that's also a match made in heaven. So look at what we have right now. So far we got main source. Now we got Gangstar at number two. So let me just play that clip from number two. It's getting hectic from the brand new heavies featuring Gangstar off the album Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume One. You know what we about to do? We about to play that shit. I'll set it off by letting you know that I can flow to many beats similar to fluid so freely. And you could say I'm getting kind of greedy, but so what? Because I'm supplying the needy. Well, some MCs go for therapy, I bury the remains of the others cause they suck incredibly. Superficial styles only last a little while, but could never hold a candle to the gangsta profile. More than just wit, and more than just intellect, and more than... All right, and we are back, man. Shit was getting hectic, you know what I'm saying? That's funky one, and like... I told you I'm going to say funky like a hundred fucking times, but I mean, you know, what else, how else can I really, you know, get my point across? You know what I mean? Let's roll into number three. Number three is a song called Who Makes the Loot with Grand Pooba Maxwell. That's right. The one and only Grand Pooba is on number three. And uh, Grand Pooba is also one of the most underrated MCs, I I believe. I mean, he gets he gets his flowers from the hip hop community, but I feel like he should be known a little bit more. I mean, first off, Grand Pooba is uh you know he's all about hitting the skins, but he's also about teaching you know um 
he is uh, he's he's a very conscious rapper at the same time. He's always been known for his style. I mean, Grand Pooba single-handedly made Tommy Hilfiger uh figure uh basically popular within like, you know, the the rap community. Uh he's always been known for his style. He's always been known for his swag. He's like the swag king basically before swag was even being said. So, Grand Pooba is a very witty MC. The way he raps, this one's a little bit more laid back, like bonafide funk, and, and it's getting hectic. They weren't like super high energy, but a little bit faster. You know, on Who Makes the Loot, it's definitely a little bit more laid back. Of course it's funky. Come on now. Like, what are you going to do? And Grand Pooba just, you know, he's just spitting his normal Grand Pooba shit, you know. He'll say stuff that makes you, you know, he's got punchlines. He's got shit that'll make you be like, oh, god damn, you know, I like, you know, he even says, like, I'll never hit the skins if they sag. Uh, if she got a kid, uh-uh, I'm not hitting it because Papa got a brand new bag. You know, basically uh, talking his shit, you know, doing what Grand Pooba do. Um, for those who don't know, Grand Pooba was part of the legendary group Brand Nubian. Um, I believe at this point, because their first album came out in 91, and after that, Grand Pooba left to pursue a solo career, leaving the other two members, Sadat X and Lord Jamar, to do their own thing, which I think benefited everyone. I think it showcased without Grand Pooba uh, what Lord Jamar and Sadat were able to do, and Grand Pooba was able to do his own thing like he had always intended to, so... Again, him being on this uh, album on number three, too, there is a music video that combines all three. So there's uh, there's obviously a full music video for Bonafide Funk, and then there's uh, another music video that combines Bonafide Funk, Who Makes the Loot, and another song. And when we get to it, I'll tell you about it. But uh, So Grand Pooba also has like a little snippet music video for this song um, with the brand new heavies dope as fuck and yeah again great pairing i feel like i mean i honestly believe that the brand new heavies were 100 like we want grand pooba on this shit too so uh it's dope i like it and yeah on that note let's just play that clip you know what it is and you know what to do this is number three who makes the loot brand new heavies featuring grand pooba off the album heavy rhyme experience volume one from 1992. Play that. Goodness grief, let me lighten up the brief. Honey, spell Grand Pooba when they want to spell relief. Who is the man more than a hundred grand? Give a pound to a friend, put a tool to a clan. Damn. Bang, 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 Jimmy Coco Puff. Who is the one who gives you enough? Don't answer. Here comes the flavor. And you want to act what Grand Pooba gave you? Some dope. So now you hear that, you hear that, that shit's dope. I mean, that's a, that's a solid three songs to enter in with right there. I mean, come on now. Main Source, Gangstar, Grand Pooba. What can get better than that? Oh, don't worry, because it does get better. Next up is number four, a song called Wake Me When I'm Dead, featuring the one and only Master Ace. So this is that other song that I was saying was with Who Makes the Loot and Bonafide Funk, like a kind of like a trio of music videos started with who's gonna who makes the loot then it went into master aces uh wake me when i'm dead then into bonafide funk from main source the little three uh song 
kind of music video. Anyway, man, number four, Wake Me When I'm Dead. So let me tell you something. I am a huge Master Ace fan. I'm an extreme fan of the Master Ace Incorporated part of his career. I love the album Slaughterhouse, and I love the album Sitting on Chrome. I mean, I really, really love Slaughterhouse. I'm not going to lie. Um, and he had an album before this, okay? And on this album, he was mostly known for a song called Me and the Biz. And that's a song where he's rapping like he's Biz Marquee. And for a long time, people actually thought it was Biz Marquee on the song with him, not him just making um, the voice. Now, here's the thing. He never wanted that to be his um, main single off of the album, Take a Look Around, from 1990. But the record label really pushed him into doing it. And that's, you know, he wanted, you know, he was also known as the music man. Um, and, yeah, that that album was dope. Don't get it twisted. His first album was very, very good. And Mast Ace was coming off, you know, he's part of the Juice Crew. He was obviously the first to go on the posse cut. The Symphony, Mast Ace is a great lyricist. But if you listen to his first album, to his second album, The Slaughterhouse, his flow changed up, his delivery, his punchlines, like everything really changed up. And this is where it started to me. Um, so Slaughterhouse was released in 93. And on this song, his offbeat style that he likes to use is in full effect. And the way he has punchlines, um, and the way he'll, like when I say offbeat, like, so the way the beat goes, like he'll kind of come in like, Oh, what a night joke. And I'll just fight y'all. Cause when it comes, the whole rhyme is hype y'all. I did this. I got that. You know, like it's hard to explain without a beat and you'll hear it when the song comes on and I play that clip. But in the song, he even talks about, how the way he's coming, the flow he's coming, how he's coming out a lot different, maybe even a little bit harder. And he makes a reference to the song, Me and the Biz, where he's like, this guy said, yo, why is Ace rapping like that? He's supposed to be known for uh, the song, uh, Me and the Biz, basically being like, well, why is he coming like this? He was just a sellout anyway. And um, talks about, kind of takes shots at the record label being like, yeah, the record, like he talks about like as if he's talking to some other dude that has a record deal and um, being like, yeah, the record label will tell you you got to do this, but let me tell you, that's not right. And this, the way he's rapping over this beat, this beat is like definitely um, maybe one of the funkiest on the album, honestly, like this one, uh, they sample KRS one going like wake up and then Master Ace would be like the master, the ASIN, the brand new, the heavies, wake up and the beat is just getting I mean the the bass guitar is just funky as fuck and um this is honestly one of my favorite Master Ace songs. Like him going with the brand new heavies, the live band and the shit, this is like the beginning of the what my favorite Master Ace into the Master Ace Incorporated phase of his life. And I I don't know. I just like it. I think it's one of the top songs. Other people agree. Um, Master Ace is a hell of a good lyricist, a fucking monster. And again, as I said, a lot of the MCs on here were either making transitions in their career, maybe weren't quite at the level they had been at. You know, after this, Master Ace went on stomping. You know, after this, uh, Gangstar only got better. Grand Pooba only got bigger. 
you know, uh, main source broke up, a large professor remained a staple in producing beats. You know what I mean? So this, that's what I think is really cool about this album. And it also same with this song, wake me when I'm dead from master ACE. Uh, it's the beginning of him changing his career, changing his image, changing the direction, even in the music video, he's dressed different than he normally did. And it's dope. And he's basically like, fuck y'all. Like, um, this is me. I changed up. I'm not doing that. Me in the biz bullshit. And this is me letting you know I'm coming, starting right now with the brand new heavies. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I should have mentioned that the brand new heavies were on Delicious Vinyl. That was the record label at the same time at that time. And that's also the record label that Master Ace uh, was eventually or had already signed to. So that's what the Slaughterhouse and anything from Master Ace Incorporated sitting on Chrome. That was all from Delicious Vinyl. So... Obviously, this was just label mates hooking up and being like, let's make a song. Okay, cool. And it turned out beautiful. So on that note, let's play that clip from number four, Wake Me When I'm Dead, from the brand new Heavies featuring Master Ace off the album, Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume 1. You know what it is. Let's go. Oh, what a nice show that I just been through. I barely made it home from this hip-hop venue. These two guys, no three guys, no four. Yo, this posse tried to fake the movement, pump and rush me like a Nazi. Underground club where the kids smell like boulders. I almost got an avalanche dropped on my shoulders. Cause I write the fat raps and kids memorize them. I tried um this new style and boy did I surprise them. They said, yo, that's too hype. Yo, who's he think he is? He's supposed to be commercial like that song about the biz. And we are back, man. Wake me when I'm dead. What a dope-ass song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, For real, though. Anyway, let's get to number five. A song called Jump and Move featuring the one and only Jamalski. Now, I know everyone I've said so far. I'm like, the one and only, the incomparable. Look, there's some good-ass MCs on this album. Here's Jamalski, okay? So Jamalski is definitely a reggae rapper, Okay. Very much Rastafarian, um, and is dope. Uh, and this is probably, honestly, I would say his biggest song. He had an album uh, after this in 93 that was definitely uh, very successful. But here's the thing with Jump and Move. I heard this song years and years before the I ever found this album. Here's why. Back in 2005, I had a little game called NBA Live 2005 for the GameCube. There was a song on that soundtrack for that game called Jump and Move from the brand new Heavies and Jamalski. It was one of my favorite songs. Every time that song would come on, I mean, this song is hype. It's fast because, you know, Jamalski's a fast reggae rapper, you know, like... So, I mean, the shit's really moving, and the song is, like, high energy, and the hook is jumping, moving, jumping, moving, jumping, moving, stop, follow me. And, I mean, you can't help but get up and dance when this one happens, it comes on. Here's another reason why it's very popular. It was also on the Happy Feet soundtrack, so the old animated movie happy feet with the penguins uh this song was on there so there's a crop of kids that grew up uh watching happy feet they know this song they know jump and move uh solely just from that movie and so again this is why when i say i think it's jamalski's most famous song 
and technically he's just a feature because it's technically a brand new heavy song even though it's you know him too it's his song too but you know it was never on his album it was on this album it was on the brand new heavies album but nonetheless jump and move man it is a fucking dope ass song i love jump and move it's just a happy it's a great song i don't know i mean what more can you say about it jamalski kicking his shit i mean you got the funk just rolling and like I said, when I used to play that game, NBA Live 2005, when this song would come on, I'd just be sitting there bobbing my head. I was probably freshman, high school, maybe sophomore. Um, you know, probably a freshman. And yeah, dude, it was dope. And that's when I first heard it. And then when I finally discovered this uh, album, I probably hadn't heard that song in years and years and years. And I was listening to it. And when that song came up, immediately I was like, why do I recognize this song? Like, I feel like I know this song. Why do I know this song? Because, you know, obviously I haven't played NBA Live 2005 in years, but I sure did play the shit out of it when I did. And it's like it was engraved and it took a little bit. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that's right. This was on that game. Jump and move. Uh, Anyway, solid ass track. Of course it's funky. You knew I was going to say that. And uh, again, great MC to pair with. And I like the reggae feel on it. We've had some heavy lyricists, and then we got Jamalski just bringing it in, jump and move and jump and move and stop, you know? Anyway, let's play that clip. Number five, jump and move, brand new heavies, Jamalski, Heavy Rhyme Experience, Volume 1, the year 92. What we gonna do? Hit it. Jump and move and jump and move and jump and move and stop. Follow me. Jump and move and jump and move and jump and move and stop. I'm a rap like MC. I'm a celebrant of the rhythm. I'm a sit down, sit down. When me hold the microphone, me have the mentality. I'm a celebrant of the rhythm with intelligence. But I'm a go to New York. But I'm a go to Jersey. But I'm a go up in a France or in a Germany. But I'm a hold on the mic and chat reality. And just like that, we are back. That was Jump and Move from Jamalski and the brand new heavies leading us into number six, a song called Death Threat. All right, so this has been a pretty funky, pretty laid back, chill album. Um, well, the song's called Death Threat. We just did an album review of this guy not too long ago. Uh, who do you think Death Threat's by? It's by the one and only Cool G Rap. Okay, so on this album, I feel like everyone definitely tried to keep it as clean as possible. There's some few curse words here and there. I'm almost certain this album has a parental advisory sticker solely just because of the song Death Threat. Cool G Rap doesn't dumb a damn thing down. He doesn't stop at all. If anything, he's just as grimy, if not more grimy on this song than he has ever been. You know, 92, this is two years after Wanted Dead or Alive. Um, Live Live and Let Die is probably uh, supposed to come out or whatever. Um, And so, once again, what do you think Cool G Rap's doing? He's on his mafioso shit. And I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't stop for anything. He probably, I mean, yeah, he, he steals the show when it comes to cursing and everything else. Like I said, almost certain the only reason this album has a parental advisory sticker on it is solely because of Cool G Rap, but I love it. Cause again, Cool G Rap, he's like, no, you want to make a song with me? Cool. Well, I'm going to do me. So you go ahead and make this funky laid ass track, brand new heavies. They knew who they were doing a song with. They kind of got like this like uh eerie not eerie but like it's just laid ass bass line and this little 
piano sound, like as if it's like a shaft score or something, something from like shaft and, um, you know, just real funky and, you know, cool G rap just comes barreling in like, listen, motherfucker, get you, you know, just, just doing his cool G rap shit. And what more can I say? I, I, I just talked about cool G rap. He's on the Mount Rushmore of lyricists for me. Uh, top five for sure. So of course he steals the show, but he still made sure to not overshadow the brand new heavies and how funky they were getting um, for him, you know. And again, it's called Death Threat. It's just, you know, it's like Death Wish. Now, you know, but he's like, you know, he even ends, you, you, you step into me, that's a motherfucking Death Wish. And then it breaks down like, and I'm just going to warn you right now, that don't sound nothing like it, but man, it's funky. It's cool G rap. Cool Z Rap's probably the most solidified MC on this album, for sure. His career was very much in full swing by the time this came around, and he was already into his mafioso, straight-up, hardcore gangsta shit, you know, one of the few from the East Coast doing it, and uh, yeah, and paired with Brand New Heavies, it's dope. And it's definitely the hardest song on this whole album, no doubt about it. But of course, the hardest song is going to come from Cool G Rap. I mean, come on now, it's fucking G Rap. What else are you going to do? Anyway, enough talking. Let's play that clip. Number six, Death Threat, brand new heavies with Cool G Rap. Off the album, Heavy Rhyme Experience, Volume 1. Hit it. So they think I'm a flake, but I'm no fake nigga, cause I think a bitch. Make him a witcher, burn his ass at the stake. With the 44 Mac, it's so simple. Put it to his temple. Fuck out, I give a nigga permanent dimples. Ease it up on a fast flow, but I'll let your ass go. The block's still hot like Tabasco. Brand new heavy's on the tracks. You rap on a West Coast. Bummer got motherfuckers doing jumping jacks. You motherfuckers lost it. I bet your ass like a cake. You know you flake get and we are back. Like I said, the fucking G came in and just absolutely obliterated that. <laughs> and, yo, like I said, I'm sure the brand new heavy still had a good time, you know, doing it with G-Rap. They didn't want to... I like that the brand new heavies or somebody didn't try to be like, hey, man, can you just, like, try to, like, dumb this down? Maybe, you know, not be so violent. They just let him do his thing. I love it. And that's the thing. All these MCs are doing their normal thing or at least what was about to be their normal thing in the case of Master Ace, um, they were just themselves, their normal MC self, they're, what they're known for. They were just going over some funk-ass shit, some acid jazz band, and it's beautiful. Anyway, that leads us into number seven, a song called State of Yo with Black Sheep. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Drez and Mr. Long. Black Sheep are in the house. And I, just like I said with Grand Pooba, I think Drez is top five most underrated MC of all time. And I will always and have always said that the guy does not get enough credit. He is one of the most cleverest lyricists there is out there. The way he pronounces his shit, the way he flows, the way he does his thing. Drez is a beast, okay? So on this song, um, it's very laid back, very mellow. Of course it's funky, but, uh, you know, it's it's... Drez being like, I'm in a state of yo, huh? What? Yo, yo. And he's so clever. Like, even when he, like, racks, you know, raps in this, you know, he does these little short um, verses 
kind of thing. He doesn't go into the hook, but he'll like say something. It'll break down, and the brand new heavies will kind of like do a little something. Then he'll come back in like, "Where's your protection when I come through?" And re-, you know, like that type of stuff. And Drez, look, I'll be honest. This isn't like him at his top notch. I will say, beat wise, it's very mellow. It's very dope. And it actually kind of just sounds like a song that Black Sheep would have made any anyway. Honestly, it sounds like they could have been off of either their 91 album or their 94 album or whatever. It, it sounds um, like a normal song. And maybe that's why, uh, just a little bit for me, uh, the beat's not as like funky and shit. Because it kind of honestly sounds like it's a sampled loop song. To me, anyway. And don't get it twisted. It's still dope. I'll be honest with you. Every song on this, 10 tracks, is a really good album. And definitely this one is, I mean, and I love Black Sheep. You know, I do. I've stated it before. I love me some Black Sheep. Um, I just think I've heard Drez spit a little bit better. But it's still Drez at, it's like he knew he was with a jam band, a funk band, and it's still beautiful, it's still lovely, and it's like he played to the strengths of this jam band, and it's still, that's why I think it goes together so well. You know, nobody, everyone just really fused together well on this album, and yeah, you got Black Sheep, I mean, look at that now, what a, what a lineup. Now we got Black Sheep on here, come on now, let's play that clip, number seven, Stay to Yo, brand new heavies featuring Black Sheep off the album Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume one. Let's go. I'm in a state of yell, so off I go to the slip that I pass. Mix it back with the slack from my man with the tan sitting by the fan. In a heavy, heavy band. The big hard feels warm and cool. Won't fall. Just move it, groove it, soothe it, smooth it. Oh, And I won't quit. Keep on and on and on. And we are back. That was State of Yo, and that leads us into number eight, a song called Do What I Gotta Do, featuring Ed O.G. from Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs, Roxbury in the house. Yo, this song, man, this funky-ass groove on the guitar on this one is just, man, I love this song. I think this is the most underrated song off of the whole album, Everybody loves to talk about who makes the loot with Grand Pooba. Bonafide funk, it's getting hectic. A lot of people say that Master Ace's song is one of the best. Obviously, G-Rap ain't got to say nothing more. But man, do what I got to do. I don't ever hear people talk about this song that much for some reason. I think this is the funk, one of the funkiest songs on the whole album. Like the guitar riff, just... And then, you know, the bass, like, you know, the drums come in, everybody comes in. And Edo G is also, again, a very underrated MC. He already had an album, you know, the album was good. He had some smashes on there. Uh, obviously, be a father to your child um, is just, I got to have it is probably one of his most known songs. So, here he comes. It's like, you know, I, I, again, I can't emphasize enough that the brand new heavies picked such a great collection of MCs that maybe another group wouldn't have. They might have maybe went for, you know, maybe tried to get Q-Tip, maybe tried to get like some even more solidified MCs, but I like what they went with. And I like Ed OG. 
I ain't gonna lie, Ed OG rips this fucking track apart. His flow with that guitar line, that bass line going, it's just, man, it's like poetry in motion. And this is the best way I can describe it. So, like, you know, I just tried to show you uh, what the ba- beat kind of bass line was like. Well, Edo comes in, like, kind of like, uh, when I start to rip it, everybody know I do is. I'm Edo G from Roxbury. You know I am the fluid, you know. And those are not his lyrics, but, like, the way that he's just flowing with this, you know. And then it gets to the part where he'll end a verse and he'll be like, I got to do what I got to do. Doom, doom, doom. And then it hits the, the fucking hook and it's got, like, this little sample of... Uh, someone going like, you know, <laughs> and uh, I know that sounds obnoxious, but in the song, it sounds really fucking dope. But dude, one of my favorites off this album, definitely one of the most underrated songs off the album. And man, again, Ed OG, he only got better with time. After this, the 93 album was dope and he continued to go on and help a lot of under ground artists out and continue just fucking ripping it ed og is a beast roxbury in the house bulldogs in the house so enough talking enough speaking i got to show you this fucking slamming ass song number eight do what i gotta do brand new heavies with ed og off the album heavy rhyme experience volume one play that to talk my friends be saying to watch your image because girls be giving it up from the start like the line of scrimmage every girl i met wants to sweat because i gotta rep as an entertainer they think they're gonna gain a position in the spotlight but yo to me that's not right when a girl gives me that look it's like looking down a loaded barrel sometimes it's hard to see if she really wants me or if the girl is shallow but you really never know that's why the head clever yo because i'ma never let her hope baby for my joke so i gotta do what i got and we are back that was do what i gotta do oh yeah 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 Love that song. Love that bass line. Love Ed O.G. Let's get into number nine. It is a song called What I Go About That. Sorry, that's the only way I can say it, okay? So when I say the name of this song, it's the only way I can say it. It is from an artist called Tiger. And just like Jamalski, we got that reggae feel back on it. This one is just like Chump and Move. It's very high energy, horn heavy, and definitely very hype makes you want to dance again so both reggae songs definitely take the cake when it comes to like getting out and busting a move um i do like jump and move better than this song but i also uh tiger's a little bit more like raspy i guess i would say and the reason why i can only say what i go about that is uh because that's obviously what he's saying but he is just in there like, we saw Bob Randy Pony for a lot of it. Come on down now. And uh, obviously, I am not Jamaican, so I can't do that. But uh, anyway, it, it's just in your face. And dude, the hook is just such a good hook. It gets stuck in my head all the time. Like, come catch up days. Ha, come catch this time. Buddha, bye, bye. Come catch up tippy with the tiger style. And I don't even know if I'm saying the shit he's saying because I can only really guess a few words but uh it nonetheless it is a dope song of course you know it's funky take a drink i've said funky like 200 times if anyone's keeping count let me know um but uh it, yeah dude this song is great and again the placement of all the songs on here i love 
I love the placement. Perfect placement. I think they started it off right. Everything through the middle. You got jump and move in the middle. Then right towards the end, second to last, you got Wataco about that from Tiger. And, yo, it's it's dope. And uh, it's definitely another dancing song. It's definitely hype. I mean, it, like I said, the horns are going nuts in this song. Like, definitely. And I love it. I love everything about it. So, Without further ado, let's play that clip. Number nine, Wataco about that. <laughs> Brand new heavies featuring Tiger off the album Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume 1 from 1992. Hit it. Boom. Come catch me, Lick. Come catch me, Style. Come catch me, Lick. Come catch me, Style. I'm a bomb. Bomb, Swan, you know they want Bomb, Swan. This is the Gatio Dust. Bomb, Swan. And we are back. I told you that one's, uh, yeah, uh, Tiger's a little bit more fucking raspy. But uh, no disrespect to Jamalski because he get down too. But he's a little bit more fast. Uh, anyway, that get, that brings us into the last song on the album, a song called Soul Flower featuring the Far Side. So fun fact, this is the first time Far Side was ever on Wax. First time that uh, the world as a whole or whoever you know mainstream or whatever you want to call it heard the far side so on the far side's first album which came out also in 92 um they had this song they had the song soul flower on the album but it was a i guess you would say a remix okay so obviously their album came out in november and this came out in august and so the Soul Flower on their album definitely is like kind of sampled. I guess you would say it's you can tell it's not like a full jam band going on it. I actually love this version better. I had heard the other version first. When I first heard this album and I heard this song, I was like, man, this is dope. This live band. And the first time anyone ever heard the far side, the far side went on to become uh, uh, like basically a cult classic in hip hop. I mean, everybody who's down with hip hop and loves old school hip hop, the far side was like the West Coast version of a tribe called Quest. Basically, they were very funny, they were fun, and they always had a lot of humor. Uh, they were a group uh, consistent of Imani, Slim Kid 3, Booty Brown, and Fat Lip. Fat Lip was definitely um, probably the most known because he was definitely the best MC out of them all. But they were just a very funny, witty group. And this was the first time everyone got to hear that over a funky-ass beat that the brand new heavies, it is a beautiful summer song. I love playing this song in the summer. And... Uh, yeah, and Fat Lip has said in interviews before he loves doing this song live. It's so much fun. It's one of his favorite songs. Um, and he was talking about hooking up with the brand new heavies. The Far Side was also on Delicious Vinyl. So Master Ace, brand new heavies, and The Far Side were all on the same label. So uh, once again, it was kind of like label mates. And D Delicious Vinyl at the time was a very small label uh, just starting. So, you know, they were like, hey, we got these two rappers. You guys want to collab? Sure. 
Uh, this ended up being one of the top songs off the album, Soul Flower. It is so good. It's so dope. It's far side, just, you know, coming in. The far side is coming in. I hope we're not whacked, but at this point, there's no turning back, you know? And on their album version, they, like I said, they're always known for humor. They kick a, an extra verse, uh, the farmer man uh, rapping. This one doesn't have that, but it's just a funky groove. And it's the far side. Again, it went perfect over it. And it's a lovely song. Fan-fucking-tastic. So, let's play that clip. Number 10, Soul Flower, featuring the far side off the album Heavy Rum Experience Volume 1. Play it. One, two, three, four. My mama told me one day that some real good things will happen. Never practice on my dance and then I practice on my rapping. But before she goes to bed at night, my mama always prayed that everything will come together. Every thought will have a day. Now I'm able on the cable table. When I freak the fuck, I got more tricks up my sleeve. Damn, Freddy's got done. No need to do no doodle on no gigs like a rider. Cause I can get funky like a baby on a bus. And we are back, and ladies and gentlemen, as I always say, that's the end of the album. Ten tracks. Like I said, it's short, but now you hear it. It is funky. It's a funky album. I don't think this album gets talked about enough, all right? Like, because when I found out about it, which was only, believe it or not, like maybe four or five years ago, uh, maybe less, maybe four, I was like, all right, why have I not known about this album? Like, why have I not heard interviews or these artists talk about it or like you know what's what's going on why haven't i heard it since i've discovered i I have heard uh podcast episodes like i said with fat lip or even uh dreads from black sheep or even grand pooba talk about their songs they did for this album and so now i've heard stuff but you know for a while i'm like man i can't believe i didn't hear about this i was like what a what a hidden gem i didn't you know know about um, knew about the brand new heavies, knew about all these artists, just didn't know there was some reason I just didn't know. Anyway, maybe you didn't either, and I'm here to let you know, this is a slamming one, man. You, If you like live band and MCs going over it, this is definitely, you know, for you. If you like acid jazz funk bands with the groovy type shit with some dope ass MCs going over their beats, man, this is for you. You know, if you're a big Roots fan, you know, go listen to this album. Um, basically, right now, I'm just talking because I'm trying to avoid what I got to do, which is take three songs off the album and pick my favorite three off, off the album. Um, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? First off, there's only 10 songs, and the songs are really, really good. So no matter what I take off, it's going to pain me. I'm going to be so pained by it that I, I'm going to be in bed for days thinking, how did I take it off? But I got to do it because that's what I do on this show. So where do I start? Um, Man, I really do love. I, OK, let's just get it out of the way. I love all these songs. All right. That way I don't repeat myself like 17 times. Um, I'm going to take number nine. What I go about that. <laughs> Uh, from Tiger, uh, not any reason other than I just I don't know what else to take off. So like that's the that I'm gonna take that one off. Um, I'm also gonna take State of Yo off. I love this song and I love Black Sheep, but I just yeah I don't know I gotta I have to pick three songs. So I I will say that one is definitely you know. 
towards the bottom of my songs that I like. I would even say I like uh, What I Go About That even better than than State of Yo. So I would say State of Yo is actually, uh, if I was going one through ten, what's my you know number ten? It would be State of Yo. Uh, not that it's a bad song. It's just out of all the other ones, it's yeah. I mean, it's just not just for me. So I would take State of Yo off and. Despite how much I love it, and despite how popular it is, um, I can't take any of these other songs off. So I'm going to take number five, Jump and Move, from Jamalski off. Uh, It may seem that I'm hating on the reggae. Uh, Believe it or not, Jump and Move and What's I Go About That are like actually one of my favorite songs off this album. I always jam to them, but again... It's such a short album that I I cannot take any of the other ones off. You know, I'm not taking G-Rap, Ace, uh, Pooba, Gangstar, Main Source. You know, I already told you how much I loved Ed OG and his song. I think it's the most underrated song on the whole album. And, of course, I'm not taking Soul Flower off. So, like, that's kind of where I was at with these three. Uh, I had to really just sit there and put my order from 1 to 10 and what I came up with, you know, seven, uh, seven, eight, or eight, nine, and ten. Well, that ended up being what's I go about that jump and move and um, state of yo. That ended up being the last three. So that's what I went with. That's the three I'm taking off. Eight, nine, ten. You know, so uh, one more time, I'm taking off number five, jump and move from Jamalski. Taking off number seven, state of yo with Black Sheep. And number nine, what I go about that from Tiger. I promise that'll be the last time I do that. Uh, it's so, it, hey, I said it normal two times before that, but the last one I had to I had to go Tiger style on you. So uh, anyway, that means I'm going to pick my top three off the album. Um, there's some good ones, good jams, um, but in the end, I'm going to take number two. It's getting hectic from Gangstar because obviously I love Gangstar and I'm not even being biased. The song is just really fucking good. And Guru going over this shit, the baseline, everything about it is just amazing. Okay. So it's getting hectic is in the top three. So number two, I'm going to take, I, man, I'm probably going to take wake me when I'm dead from master ace. Um, I just love Master Ace's rapping on this. I love that he's combating all the shit that had happened before him. Like, hey, all that me and the biz shit is dead. This is the new Ace. Coming after this is the slaughterhouse, and we're coming to slaughter, you know? But right now, it's just me and the brand new heavies, and uh, wake me when I'm dead, you know? Uh, come on now. Ace is killing it, and I love the way he just rolled in like, what's up? Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the new Ace. Uh, so that's in my top three. Uh, my last one I want to put in, guys, I really, really wanted to put Do What I Gotta Do with Ed OG because I do think it is the most underrated song on the album. But Soul Flower is so good from the far side. It is so fucking good that I have to have it in the top three. Um you know, I thought about main sources and song and, you know, Grand Pooba and obviously Cool G Rap murdered their songs. 
even out of all them, I if I if I had a top four, I would put "Do What I Got to Do" from Ed OG in there, just cause of how f- fucking funky it is and how Ed OG just rips that fucking beat up. But "Soul Flower" from the Far Side is one of my favorite songs from them, anyway. Even the other version off that album. So that's my top three. To recap, I got number two. It's getting hectic with Gangstar. I got number four, Wake Me When I'm Dead with Master Ace. And I got number 10, Soul Flower with The Far Side. That's my top three. So, you know, again, I encourage you to go listen to this album, especially if you love live bands, you know. Uh, it's funny because I forgot to say on Grand Pooba's song, at the end he even says, like, this ain't no loop. This is some real live band you know real life band we ain't gonna get sued you know like it basically keeps saying like the drums are real the guitar is real and i think that's cool and it's it's a it's a really good compilation uh album it's a really good uh you know experience you know a heavy rhyme experience i wish we would have got a second one uh wishing dia davenport would have maybe made a made it on a couple tracks but besides that solid album that doesn't get talked about enough i feel like so do yourself a favor and go listen to this album you won't regret it and on that note as always make sure you click subscribe like and follow us on facebook and instagram at bring the noise podcast i am your host straight the clipper until next week i will see y'all i'm audi 5000 and i'm gonna hit you with that piggity piggity peace (laughs) One, two, and three, yeah.